Welcome to Runelanders. I'm Matt Adam, your host and friendly neighborhood dungeon master. And so it's my job to let you know that because this is an immersive story, we use a fairly robust set of safety tools when recording our adventures. This is yours. Runelanders contains coarse language, adult situations, and things that might offend sensitive listeners. And so listener discretion is strongly advised. We don't beat these topics over the head, but uh, we don't shy away from them when they come up either, so use your judgment. But now, if that sort of thing is your sort of thing, then this collection of short side stories and tales to detail is designed to amuse and amaze in equal measure while adding depth and color to our main narratives. It's more lore about the before, the that time, and the over there. If way leads on to way, as they say, then... All those other ways lead here. Now, we could tell you all about it, but we'd rather show you. We're the Runelanders, and now you're alone in the Runiverse with Shakir. So get ready, Runatics, and let's roll. The men pull the oars like a seasoned team. The longboat skims out past the breakers and towards the large galleon, which every five seconds or so will take aim on a different part of the wall and loose large cannonballs into it, smashing a different part of the city in with each volley. The longboat pulls up next to the ship and hoists are dropped to connect to the front and back of the boat while sailors on deck haul the boat and its cargo up to offload. This is common. You can see this happening all up and down the pirate armada. Long Longboats are rowing back and forth and just hauling all kinds of booty and loot out of the besieged city of Karnaki. So your men hook the boat up and it rises out of the water. As the winches draw closer to the deck, your men ready themselves for the attack. There will be three things to do here. The first is to roll a deception check. The second will be to roll a dexterity save. And the third will be to roll an attack. All of these are on behalf of your men and use your bonuses. Okay. Alright, so let's see. Uh, the deception would be a 19. I use one of my advantages for that. All right. Dexterity is an 18. Thank you. And the attack. Oh, how do you want me to add bonuses onto that one? Do your uh, present bonus. Okay. Then uh, the attack would be a 23. 
the boat rises out of the water and the sailors on the deck cranking the winches seem to be working a little harder than usual. One of your soldiers is Irish. He can't help it. He, he just is. The guy's eight feet tall. What is he going to do? The boat gets up to the railing and that's when the deck crew realizes that there's no such thing as a Irish size yuan So when they see him, the deck crew drops the winches. The boat begins to plummet. Your soldiers surge towards the deck. You are first over the rail. You catch the fur. You catch one of the winch men in the throat with your sword and stop the winch with the arch of your foot. Dugan runs over to the other winch grabs hold of the handle and turns out to not be heavy enough to stop it from making its first rotation. The boat drops five feet and and then ten feet at the front edge. Uh, everything shifts forward, but your men manage to keep their feet. And that's when Hogan, the Irish soldier, starts pitching people onto the deck as though they were sacks of beans. Five tosses later, the boat is half empty. The deck crew of the galleon has noticed this and is starting to rally towards you. However, the people that Hogan has thrown up onto the deck manage to grab the winches. The longboat is pulled up and secured, and your force boards the boat triumphantly. Our next tactical round, Lieutenant Ascari sees you dealing with two parties of deck skirmishers before you can get anywhere near the guts of the boat. You have three squads. Okay. For tactical purposes, you can send Dugan with one, command another yourself, and send the third with Sergeant Hogan. Sounds good. We need new initiative, yeah? Yeah. All right. 25. Dugan goes on 14. Sergeant Hogan, not wanting to get in front of the officers, holds back and will follow the lead of both Lieutenant Dugan and yourself. All right. So what is kind of the composition I'm looking at here? All right, so coming at you right now are two parties of deck skirmishers. Um, interestingly, not all of these people have legs. Uh, some of the auntie skirmishers are Malisons with serpentine lower bodies and scaly skin and no hair and the big brow ridge, uh, the big lizardy brow ridges and the weak, like the almost featureless faces, you know, Yuanti. Okay. Um, I'm going to try, if this is even possible, to send Dugan around and each of us kind of try and pincer them and kind of try and press them together so that Hogan's group can kind of slam into the middle of them and, you know, we all meet up in the center. All right, then I need you to roll deception. Yeah, that's a 14. Uh, this, these guys know their ship. You're, you faint them, but they don't seem to be digging into it. Uh, they're taking up, like, they see you and decide rather than press the attack because you're, you seem well organized, that they're going to uh, snipe you from the defense. 
take up positions behind rope and barrels on the deck. For now, no shots are fired. Nobody is stabbed, but the uh, positioning continues. Your next move. Um, if they're taking up cover, then we're probably going to need to try to do the same. So rather than charge directly at them and get cut down, we're going to, uh, again, try to use the, the rigging and everything to help us obscure their line of sight. But I need you to make a dexterity save. That's an 18. Perfect. So uh, before the firing starts, your men all get into some cover. There are a couple of volleys exchanged back and forth on the deck. Meanwhile, for back, uh, sorry, up on the, up back in the rear by the wheel, a hatch opens and two scaly hands uh, pull themselves, or pull, or sorry, two scaly hands appear on either side with a smooth serpentine motion. What appears to be a snake with the upper body of a, with a humanoid upper body, 30 feet long, slithers out from behind, or from below decks. This abomination looks at the it slithers up and says something in the sibilant language of these pirates and that's when the shooting starts not accurate shooting however your men are too well bunkered in top of the round back to you Shakir Okay, so the abomination is behind them or behind us? Behind them. Okay. Um, let's see. Shakir's actually going to... Uh, can we get shots on it? Yep. All right. Shakir's going to have at least one of the group's focus on the abomination try and kind of cut the head off so to speak while the rest of us provide cover so that their skirmishers don't take advantage of that and cut us down good idea so for the shots on the yonti you need to uh, roll an attack for each of the squads you want to do that and uh, you need to roll Intimidate for the defending squad. I'm going to have at this point just one squad attack. That's a 17. And then an 18 and a 20 for the two defending squads. Okay. Well, your boys pin them right the fuck down. Like, you have not seen crisper musketry than this since the glyphs at the academy, really. Can you roll percentiles for damage? Sure. 67. Well, you sure do light him up. He crawls out. He hisses. He seems all impressive. He flares his hood. Whereupon, you're like, oh, fucking fuck off, Snakey. And uh, rat-a-tat-tat, your men blow holes in that hood. 
He turns tail and slithers back down the hatch he came out of a moment earlier. All right. Then uh, the follow-up to that, I guess, would just be to press. Hopefully that deals with their morale a little bit and lets us try and overwhelm them. Your next attacks are with advantage. Okay. So you get three this round, one for each squad, uh, if you want to press that. But uh, if you're using... Any, if you're using any squads to suppress, it's an intimidate check. Okay, I'll have the squad that was attacking the abomination continue attacking, and uh, we'll just keep the two defending for now. So that's that's a twenty-five on the attacking group. That hits. So the one squadron that, I'm oh, sorry. The one squad that bunkered down, your attacker, sorry, the squad that bunkered down nearest to you is the one your attackers attacked first. So roll your percentiles for damage, please. Yeah. Zero two. Um, they're a little well dug in, though. You do, uh, you do keep them down, though. They don't budge. That's a 24 and a 16 on the Intimidate rolls. All right. Um, you guys start shooting hard, and these yawn T make a morale check, and that's not going to do it. So they break and start running and slithering and diving off the, the side of the ship, uh, allowing you to advance. All right. Um, I guess, yeah, then... They're breaking. Going to press with that order. You know, full attack. Roll one attack and then roll percentiles for damage. Use my other advantage on that one. So that's a twenty-seven for the uh, for the attack. Eighty-six on the damage dice. Breaking and running is the worst thing they could do. Your men caught them down. Most of them before they get to the like one of them makes it over the rail and it's the one that was closest to the rail to just get cut down your men rush down onto the deck while Dugan looks at Hogan it's a finger sign Hogan raises his eyebrow and like really Dugan nods Hogan shrugs Dugan runs at Hogan Hogan picks Dugan up and throws him like a basketball the full length of the ship towards the hatch. And with a 19, he pretty much aces the shot. Dugan goes down into the hatch after the abomination with pistols aplenty stashed all over his person. Two of the men throw grenades down before they go kaboom kaboom once the smoke clears you're first to the door are you going are you going through first or sending someone else oh uh, I think at this point Shakir is going to go he, he's going to lead from the front as soon as the grenades pop you are first down the stairs when you get there you see that Two of the Yonti pirates who have survived the blasts are starting to come around, and although they are badly damaged, they still present a threat. The first one gets your sword through his neck. The second one 
you just step on his arm until you're sure the first one is dead and finish him off. Ahead of you, the corridor stretches away into smoky darkness. This is difficult terrain, so your movement is halved from now on. Okay. I need you to make a perception check as you proceed down the hall. Well, that's a 10. So you don't see the auntie who leaps out of a cubby on the other side of the hall from you, taking cover in the smoke. Um, Can you roll an athletics check for me, please? That's a total of 20. There's not enough room for this snake-legged bastard to get his body around you and crush you, which is a good thing, but he does push you up against the far wall and pins your sword arm between the pair of you. Um, Your eyes lock, and uh, before anything else can happen, you slide off to the side because you're not going to let yourself get pinned between this asshole and any wall. But uh, yeah, his chest impacts the side wall of the hallway and he turns his humanoid upper body towards you. He has a scimitar in his hand and a wicked look on his face. Um, so uh, is Shakir free to, to move about now? Yes, you slipped his hold. Okay, so uh, Shakir will kind of level his sword at him, grin, and uh, if you knew who you were fighting, you would not be so happy. We'll see about that. Roll. 29. 29. It was a 19 on the die. Yep. Uh, okay, so you both go together. Um, you attack him, he attacks you. You roll a 29, he rolls a 21. So, he's fast, Shakir. You practiced this draw. You can cut the wings off a fly passing. You are that fast. How you don't get a good chunk of meat off of this snake man, you don't know. How he got his his scimitar in front of that, he shouldn't have been able to. That was preternatural. Moreover, he managed a riposte, which you barely turned away. So now we both roll our damage. Four. Twelve. Yes, you barely managed to swat it away, but you're evidently better at close quarters than he is. Top of the round. Uh, Sixteen on the die, so... I'm using my stats right now, twenty-six. You take your shot at him and actually skid the edge of your sword on the tough scales under his arm. You You actually get a chunk of flesh there. Roll your damage. Fifteen. All right, well then, he grabs hold of you, good and tightly. You take your stab, he lets you get in close, and then he wraps you up with his serpentine body. Bad thing is now, you are kind of pinned like this. You have your one hand sort of free, and he has both of his. Now it's the top of the round. Your men are pressing in behind you, so I will let them have some attacks. Uh, that's a 17 on my roll if I'm rolling for them. You got them. Roll your damage. It's, uh, percentile. Okay. No bonuses, like, no bonuses, just percentile. 76. 
All right, so he puts the squeeze on you. You see him draw back with his scimitar, and that's when your men hit the door, and there's crossbow bolts and bullets that fill the hole. Good thing that none of these fuckers can shoot, because you'd be in some serious trouble. Also, there's all the snake man rolled, rolled up around you, so I'm sure that some of them would have hit you, but for that. Yet, for all of that, they shoot the shit out of him, and uh, he lets go and tries to flee down the hallway. You can have an attack of opportunity. Well, that's a natural 20 on mine. As he lets you go and slithers away, you stand up and just pin him between the shoulder blades. That's it. He's done. He falls down face first. From the far end of the hallway, a door busts open, and a bedraggled Dugan, whose hand is scarlet with blood, and whose arm is hanging, kind of, his left arm is hanging kind of loosely at his side, busts open and, like, points his big, fat revolver down the hallway at you. He's got a look on his face as though he's going to shoot you, and then he eases the hammer. He's like, fuck, Shaky, I almost fucking killed you, man. Looks like you almost did that to yourself. He looks over his shoulder, and there's, like, a dead abomination in the room. He's all fucking beat up and hurt. He's like, I didn't do this to myself. You just had to jump in all by yourself, though. Well, I kind of told him to throw me over by the door, not the hatch. All right. And Shakir will, like, point at a couple members of the, the squad and have them go and uh, see to Dugan's injuries. And then Shakir will go and thank the rest of them and congratulate them on uh, coming in and helping him out. A few moments of sabotage later... Dugan is loaded back into the longboat and the boys are rowing away from it. The longboats, which are going out to the rest of the Armada, haven't stopped. But by the time your boat makes the beach and the men all bail off the side and drag it back up onto the shore, Dugan hobbles along behind Hogan Hogan is shushing Dugan into the city and no sooner do you get inside the protection of the thick stone walls than the explosion of the magazine in the galleon flattens everything else in Venado Bay. There is a rumble as some of the weakened sections of wall give way from the shockwave of this explosion. But on large... The battle is over. The next few days are a bit of a haze in your memory. There's a lot of well done, Captain This and uh, a boy, Lieutenant That. And all of this and all of that, it turns out that your company, along with McManus, we're the instrumental ones in saving the day. You organized the only fighting troops who managed to push back. And your daring raid on the command ship 
of the Armada was what saved the day. There is billions in Imperial gold at the bottom of Venado Bay. And, uh, you know, the water gene Navy commandos will gather most of it. Some of the outlying ships, which had filled up, were sailing away. And so there are some unrecoverable losses. But all in all, Lieutenant Ascari... You got to be part of Captain McManus's successful defense of Venado Bay. And Shakir will insist that he was only doing what needed to be done. Runelanders is recorded live curated, produced, and edited by me, with the generous help of the rest of the table. Speaking of them, all the usual people played all of the usual parts, and you can find out all about who they are, who their characters are, and all the little easter eggs I scatter throughout these episodes at runelanders.com. Like what you hear? Tell your friends. If not, tell us. We're at Cast the Runes on Twitter, runelanders at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook. You can even leave a comment directly on the site. That'll about do it for this episode. Next time on Moonlanders, we're gonna have some wicked awesome fun. You have to check it out. We'll see you then. I'm DM Matt Adam. I'm DM Gupta. Reminding you to roll high and don't die. Until next. Take good care. Sure. Sure.